Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Saints and siblings in Christ, good morning. Good morning. The Bible is a beautifully complex, endearingly simple, and altogether fascinating book. The Holy Scriptures, as you know, contain the heights of human joy and the depths of human misery. Its pages contain stories meant to inspire and warn, stories meant to teach, and tales simply there to entertain. We find epic poems, fantastic hymns, and the basis for the history and traditions of generations of faithful folks around the world. And while there are many, many, many threads that run throughout these chapters and verses, one that rises to the top most often is the consistent, dependable promise of God. Again and again and again, we find commitments and covenants between God and God's people. More often than not, The stories contain instances of humanity going on to break those covenants and chase after other gods and idols, other comforts for themselves at the expense of the fellow humans and the whole of creation. But no matter what, God's promises never fail. God's word is consistent and God's covenants endure. Now this past Wednesday... At our midweek service, we heard the story of the promised land, a place of safety and refuge, a place of welcome for God's wandering people. And in our text this morning, the promises of God are grounded in a similar way, in that idea of God as a stronghold. The Lord is the stronghold of my life, the psalmist writes, of whom shall I be afraid? In the stronghold, we find a place where we are safe, where we are secure. And in a world where so, so, so many people are in danger right now, where there are so very many people seeking seeking places of refuge and safety, this imagery of stronghold and promise from God is timely. The characters we meet in today's readings, Abram and Sarai, Jesus and his followers, hold and explore the tension between our faith in God's stronghold promises and the fears of the world that threaten them. From situations of transition and instability, they are grappling with fears that hold power. And in each and every case, God invites them to find safety within the divine stronghold, while imperial powers exercise their own lure on the people. So, our texts begin today with Abraham, who is still going by Abram in this passage before us. And in the three chapters leading up to this point in the text, Abram and Sarai have gone through, to say the least, like a lot. A lot, a lot. 
They and their household have departed from the banks of the Euphrates in the northern empire, and they've traveled all the way down to Egypt in the southern empire. And as they've traipsed through the land in the middle and experienced hardship along the way, they have repeatedly, repeatedly brushed up against the imperial powers whose crushing reality seems so much more tangible than the promises of God. They have feared those powers, and they have responded again and again out of that fear. But here, in chapter 15, God comes to Abram to reestablish God's dual promise of offspring and land. God invites Abram to reclaim God as his stronghold, a presence that is trustworthy and righteous. Once again, Abram says yes, choosing to trust that God will not only keep God's promises, but will protect and keep him on the way to their fulfillment. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. God, the true stronghold, persists in inviting Abram and Sarai into covenant, calling them to shelter in trust rather than in fear, confident that the promises of God will endure. We find similar themes in our gospel text from Luke. We begin with Jesus addressing Jerusalem as though the city is its own character in the story. He names Jerusalem's history of retreating into fear rather than trusting in divine guidance. The city, we read, has killed the prophets God has sent to it and soon will kill Jesus himself. The city itself, meant to be a stronghold for the faithful, keeps falling to forces both within and without. To foreign enemies, yes, but even more so, again and again, to the fears of its own people. Friends, this rings familiar to me, maybe to you as well. After all, there is a difference between a stronghold of trust and a stronghold of fear. But it's easy to fall into the patterns of fear, to let oneself give way to worry. Pastor Jules often talks about the most addictive thing in the world being anxiety and the fears around the unknown and the perceived known are ones that we often fall victim to. This fear is embodied in the character in this text of Herod. And there's a little geographical, historical context from my friend, Pastor Victoria Larson, that I want to share with you. She reminds us that Herod built his palace in the northwest part of the city, and to protect it, he built this absolutely massive and incredible defense system called the Citadel. And in its corner, right next to the Temple Mount, Herod built a four-towered fortress complex that overlooked that temple space. Why? So that he could look at them. So that he could spot any rebellion that might be hatching amongst his Jewish subjects. Which means that every time that you would go up into the temple 
this physical stronghold of the divine presence, there would be this imperial stronghold looming over you. In this text, Jesus evokes the qualities of these two very, very different sorts of strongholds. One kind is built in response to fear and in the interest of control. The other is a place of shelter and promise, a space where one meets with and experiences the divine. And Jesus makes it clear which one we should put our trust in. And then Jesus goes on to offer himself as yet another stronghold, specifically in the image of a mother hen. And for those of you that missed Bible study this last week, just let me take a moment to expound on this image just a bit, because I have to tell you, it's one of my favorites. And I regret now not wearing my chicken stole. I really do. <laughs> the image of God, of Jesus, as a mother hen, is fantastic. Not only because it is yet another example of many from the scriptures of the feminine nature of God, but because mother hens, quite frankly, are a force to be reckoned with. They are terrifying creatures, and those of you who raised them know. In addition to being a dry, safe, warm space from the elements, being gathered beneath the wings of a mother hen is just about one of the most protected places that one could be. Now, I raised chickens growing up, and I can still picture to this day mama hens with their brood all around them, right? Whether it's two or 20, just like there, the whole time. Like a small, feathery fortress wandering across the farmyard. They move to food, they move to water, and all along the way, they provided safety from everything that they ran across. And I mean everything. I have watched mother hens take on cats and cows and dogs and raccoons. I have watched them fight off attacking hawks swooping down from the sky thinking that they were going to get a free and easy meal from one of those chicks. I have seen a hen bust across a barnyard responding to the frightened peeps of a single lost chick with an urgency and a dedication that you cannot imagine. Friends, when Jesus compares himself to a mother hen, it's not some cutesy, caring, oh, how sweet kind of thing. This is a fiercely feminine image of love and protection at all costs. This image embodies the promises of God for all people, for all time. It is a foretaste of what is coming when Jesus' arms will spread wide on the cross to protect and to save us all. It is the ultimate reminder that the promises of God endure and are a stronghold against all of our fears. Today, on this second Sunday of Lent, Jesus invites us again to re-enter the stronghold of God. To remember that when we see a hurt and vulnerable world, God, our mother, sees it too.
and looks with love and compassion on it and calls us to welcome others into safety, to work for their security, and to live out the promises that we have already received. And when fear threatens to get in our way, to stop us from acting, to tempt us from God, this is a reminder that our cries will see God busting across the farmyards of our lives, ready to save us and love us, no questions asked. And this is good news for which we can all say, Thanks be to God.